Hey. We caught the tail end of what happened. Are you okay? No. Well, I don't like that. Beagle, will you live with us back in the factory? With Mo gone, you can be our leader. I don't think I can. I'm not grown up, or I'm, I'm too grown up now. I think I just killed someone. I need to have some time alone, but you're all really nice. Welcome to the Yuletide TV Podcast, where we have so far watched and reviewed 18 Christmas-themed television episodes to determine whether or not they were Christmas classics. With only two more episodes to watch, we're getting down to the wire to find any last-minute additions to give your holiday viewing a little shot in the arm. Here to help me out are my co-hosts Brian. Hi. And John. I I don't have a mo voice, but I heard you say The Wire. Are we watching The Wire? <laughs> sadly, sadly, we are not watching The Wire today. Why? That, that might have to be a season I heard two. The entirety of The Wire was Christmas themed. Why the fuck aren't we watching The Wire? I'm a white guy. If I don't watch The Wire once every six months, I explode. So <laughs> you gotta watch The Wire with a sh- with a chaser of True Detective. <laughs> the John Weeding. It's actually very much my TV consumption diet. Is the Wire, <laughs> True Detective, The Wire, <laughs> True Detective. <laughs> the Wire is John's office. <laughs> One old episode of NYPD Blue for contrast, and then The Wire. <laughs> I would no, <laughs> thank you, sir. <laughs> uh, no, the more appropriate answer is Homicide: Life on the Street. <laughs> oh, I th- I just thought you were gonna go with The Shield from FX. I'll pepper, I'll pepper a little bit of, a little bit of the good old Mind Hunter in. Thank you. Mind Hunter. All right, hold on a second. I've literally talked about this on this podcast, Brad. Come on. Yeah, and a problem. Oh, yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's, the show's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great show. It leads really well into True Detective, or vice versa. I would go the other way, but it's up to you, really. Whatever feels right, man. And. uh... Is a great thing about watching Mindhunter is just your ability to go right into it and and binge a whole lot of it, and it's such a slow burn in the first season. It's uh, it's truly something to behold. Dude, there's like something to be said for that because like yeah. a lot of shows where it's like really what is s- happening? A lot of shows where it's really <laughs> stressful. Like like Mr. Robot, I was pretty into for a while, but like. Like, Mr. Robot, like, really actually, like, fucked with my panic disorder, and that was weird. Oh, shit. <laughs> there was, like, one episode where it was, like, way too much, like, wait. I don't know. It's probably why it's a good fucking show that a lot of people like. Wait, did Chris not like my Ed Kemper impression? That's kind of into your Ed Kemper. Who's Ed Kemper? Oh, wow. He killed, like, a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, he for sure did. He killed his mom. Can't kill your oh, mom, man. Oh, yeah, he did. Like, man, come on. That's who you get podcast likes for is your mom. Well, yeah, those it's it's these kind of holiday feels are the reason why people have stuck with us for seventeen or eighteen episodes of this of this podcast so far. Listen, man, if they made it through ER, they're not here for the Christmas. <laughs> You're not wrong. Oh man, let's uh, let's go to the Patreon to see where we're at this week too, huh? Four dollars, uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I think three dollars. Yeah, I was gonna say with the one dollar each of us chipped in, I think that brings us to three. Oh no, no, no! My <laughs> wife gave us one too. 
<laughs> that, that, like, listen, man, there's a reason the goal was $5 to get ice cream. Cause, you know, <laughs> even after all the terrible things we said about Frasier? Yeah, well, you know, I just told her we deleted that episode. Oh, well. Dude, I bet you some I bet you some people might like hate watch this if we figure out how to market it where they're just like, we'll watch it to be mad that we hate the thing they like. Oh, okay, yeah, let's get into it. Uh Gilmore Girls fucking sucks. Digimon rules house fucking sucks. Home improvement, full house, American Dad, all fucking suck. Frasier fucking sucks. How I met your mother pulls up. Doctor Who fucking sucks. <laughs> what are all these takes? These are like the this? opposite takes of what we had. <laughs> I know. No, I know. I'm trying to get that hate watch. You know, I'm trying to stoke mm, that fire. He's trying to <laughs> cause conflict and uh, yeah. get yeah, those yeah, yeah, yeah. those hate bait clicks. Yeah, guys, it's very important you share this podcast on like the most hateful places on the internet you can find. So like, yeah, start us off with 4chan. Then go to 8chan. Slash R the Donald. That was like that, like that guy who uses the picture of the like old meme about like fucking your cousins with the redneck guy. Like that guy. Put it on that Twitter. Uh, what? Um, like that Cletus whatever Twitter. That like dumb hillbillies like. Put it there. That's a hate. Are you place. talking about Jeff Foxworthy? <laughs> no. Jeff Foxworthy Here's is probably your an sign? Old... No. Fuck, man. It's like. <laughs> Cletus something. It's like just mostly tweets like why fucking the guy from The dumb. Simpsons? I think he, he kind of like uses like a riff on the Cletus from The Simpsons name. Mm-hmm. I'll fucking find it. No, that's okay. <laughs> Alright, <laughs> thank you. We don't need to. Well, we don't please, need to do that. We'll please. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't think anyone listening to it needs this needs it. So yeah. Yeah. I think we're okay. I think we're fine. I'm, I appreciate that. I appreciate being bailed out. God bless. <laughs> Let's bail you out with some abrupt change to Christmas chat, since this is the second to last episode of our podcast this holiday season, and we are two days away from Christmas itself. I was wondering if there's anything left that you guys feel you need to accomplish with this podcast or anything else you need to do before Christmas arrives. I want to apologize for smirching Jeff Foxworthy's good name. Sir, I hope that doesn't get me put on the naughty list this year. And uh, I, 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 I'm sorry. I was just going for the joke. And I hope you can... Well, I hope you can forgive me because I sure forgive you. And uh, I'm also sorry. Well, that's nice of you. Yeah, we don't want those fox heads getting up in our biz. <laughs> well, actually, the fox heads are entirely different than the Foxworthy boys. Oh, my mistake. I always get those two mixed up. Are fox heads like a furry thing? They kind of sound like a furry thing. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, hold on. Yeah, no, I'm getting, I'm getting it, I'm getting it mixed up again. No. Yeah, that's um, okay. Jeff heads are the Foxworthy fans. Militant Jeff heads. Right. Like as far as the podcast, I guess like might be on some of the rendering, might be <laughs> on that. But also, as far as, like, Christmas, there's, like, a really good sweater I've been trying, I keep on forgetting to buy, and I think this is the year I'll remember to buy it, and it's, like, Slayer, but it's spelled, like, Slay, and it's got a deer on, like, a reindeer on it, but it's just, like, a knit version of the Raining Blood cover, but with, like, reindeer, so that's kind of neat. I want that for Christmas. I'll buy that, and wear that to, like, family Christmas. Well, that's... (laughs) 
that's, that's something to shoot for. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hope, hopefully, if you got if we got enough good reviews on iTunes, your your mom and or Santa will bring that for you this Christmas. Yeah, man. Big ups, big ups to Santa. Give me, give me more, give me more offensive sweaters to wear in places. Yeah, Chris, what about you? Yeah, what are you gonna do for Christmas? The only thing I want to accomplish, and and I hope we've been doing it, is just spread a little Christmas cheer and just make, uh, oh. you know, help people out with their holidays. It can be a stressful time, so hopefully we've given you something fun to watch, some good recommendations, or at least just something mildly entertaining to listen to. I will settle for mildly entertaining. We don't have the highest aspirations here. Mildly entertaining uh, would be fine. So hopefully we've done that and uh, given you something to uh you know keep the keep the holiday stresses from becoming too overwhelming yeah yeah man what's the thing that stresses you out the most chris oh man the thing that stresses me out the most is finding time to relax because there's just so much to do around the holidays but you also want them to be an enjoyable somewhat peaceful time so just finding those little moments of peace Mm. Uh, can sometimes be the most stressful thing because otherwise it's just all stress and you just want those little those little breaks those those quiet evenings uh, when everything's kind of winded down and you can just fall asleep in front of the tv watching something good yeah that used to be me i used to stay up a little bit later on like christmas eve or something like that and watch a doctor who christmas special and that was like my time it wasn't wonderful life with the rest of the family. It wasn't playing board games. It's just like a little bit, little bit of me time. Yeah, my favorite is uh, Die Hard Two. You watch a little Die Hard Two yeah. by yourself because you're not gonna get as engaged with it as you are regular Die Hard, but still takes place at Christmas. Yep, lots of snow, and uh, you know I like it because of its flaws. If it was perfect, we wouldn't there wouldn't be any reason to watch it. And if it right. was just bad, but it's just that nice little medium of not that good and not that bad. So it's that nice sweet spot. Remember when we first met John McClane? You remember that song? How many times do we need to talk about how we don't have money to pay for the rights to any actual music? <laughs> yeah, Brian, you're going to get copyright oh, right, strike. Be right. careful. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to... To trek over troubled waters. Look, I'm dropping things now. Maybe what I killed myself with Christmas for is, or like made myself hate okay. Christmas. Okay, oh, I would always work the double, the double, <laughs> the double Christmas shift to get all them dollars when I was a shitty Ooh. little retail boy. So maybe I just like never took that time to myself to watch something for yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Maybe that's, maybe that's what did it, you know? I can't wait to get a text from you on December 26th that just says, nope, didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, not no, I'm not known for enjoying things. So. <laughs> <laughs> not a known liker of things. Well, let's find out how you felt about the episode we watched for today, because while we're getting close to the end, we aren't finished yet. Two more to go, and we're going to talk about one right now as a reminder we only have two rules for what gets covered on this podcast one is that the episode must at least have a tangential connection to christmas and two it's got to be relatively easy to stream so today the episode selector is gifted us with 
the more you mow, the more you know, from Adventure Time. It originally aired on December 3rd, 2015, and is the 14th episode of Season 7. You can find it on Hulu if you'd like to watch it for yourself, but if you haven't had a chance to, here's a little bit about what happened. Finn and Jake are preparing to celebrate BMO's birthday over the holidays, except not really, which we'll get into, when BMO's creator Mo arrives with a special mission. BMO leaves for the Mo factory while Mo stays with the boys in his place. At the factory, after barely escaping some deadly traps, BMO learns that his creator died, and his long-lost sibling Amo tricked the other Moes into killing themselves. He was impersonating Mo in an effort to take over BMO's life with Finn and Jake. The boys catch on that something isn't right, and BMO returns to confront Amo, resulting in Amo's death. The episode ends with BMO reflecting on his experiences and what it means to grow up. Well, I'd like to start by saying that there are aspects of this episode that are really fucking metal, man. <laughs> like, hot to go. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty, that's pretty intense, man. This is a heavy, heavy episode. <laughs> a bunch of sentient robots killed themselves and then became one being entirely. And then we had Amo trying to emotionally manipulate the boys into sticking around him. Which uh, I wonder if uh, if that hit some tension points with some adults out there. I think this whole episode was designed to kind of... I mean, it's Adventure Time, man. That's like what the show is. It's intended for adults. But uh, yeah, like this was for sure probably made a lot of people relatively uncomfortable with like some stuff. A lot of stuff in it. I couldn't even find like the core crux of the episode, I guess, because it just kind of was bouncy. I think it was even the per- the people writing it maybe uh, putting some stuff on paper that they were working on. Yeah, it certainly could have been. I mean, if you would have told me during our last episode that this episode was going to be more murdery than Arrow was, uh, I wouldn't have believed you. But here we are. It's equal murders, I think. No. Oh, what? <laughs> I don't. What I do don't you think so? I oh, I, I forget. I forgot all the. I forgot all the. The robot apocalypse. That was yeah, dude. If there's a robot for every letter of the alphabet, that's minimum twenty six right there. Which I think triples how many people got killed in Arrow by far. And then oh, easily, it looks like there were also smaller robots a part of the alphabet too. So like you had like three F's, right? And like I don't know, I didn't get a great count of them but there was a lot of robots dude a lot of robot deaths there's more mo's than just there's more mo's than letter mo's there's like greek character mo's and like stuff like that what so probably they're all yeah there's a lot of mo's well all right listen arrow killed a few guys right happens right but this was genocide yeah, to a certain degree. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to I hate to bring the hot takes, right, about Danny Tanner and genocide of robots, but like it's a fucking case. Yeah, this is you forget with the adorable voice acting of BMO that this is a this episode has a genocide. And then like a, then he murders his brother. Which is and he like admits to it, he killed the man. <laughs> yeah. Which was also very adorable, if I might add. I don't know that I'll ever be the same. Pretty sure I killed a man. <laughs> but I also killed somebody, so I think I'm growing up too. <laughs> That's how you grow up, you know? That's how you grow you up. Just kill your murder. brother. Yep. 
I mean, there's there's a lot to unpack here. I, I think the, the first being, you might be wondering, why did we watch this episode? If, and you're uh, not. No, if, it's just John and I. Just, just me and John. <laughs> well. You, you tell us. Okay. So, I mean, at the beginning of the episode, they say it's weird to be celebrating a birthday around the holidays, except it's not really the holidays, and BMO was never really born in a in a literal sense so neither of those things turn out to be true so that's a little tricky and it aired in december as i mentioned earlier so it's kind of in the holiday spirit they're wearing some holiday sweaters it's snowing throughout the episode but this really does seem like cartoon network came down and was like hey all the shows are going to do christmas episodes and the people at adventure time were like um Sure. Yep. We 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 got one of those in the bank, definitely. And so they just like <laughs> tacked a little bit onto the onto the front of it to to fit the parameters that Cartoon Network set out. I think Adventure Time must be the most enjoyable show that anyone has like written, <laughs> because like it has like I'm like probably like a similar level of enjoyment that like writing Ren and Stimpy would give you, where it's just like you can get away with literally anything. Just whatever you want to write, and the network's going to be like, ah, whatever gets ratings. And, like, just, it's a kid show, it has bright colors, whatever. Did you guys watch a lot of Ren and Stimpy growing up? I watched so much Ren and Stimpy. It's the reason my brain does not work. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think everyone has a lot more insight into John with that revelation. <laughs> watched a lot of Ren and Stimpy. A lot of Rocco's Modern Life, for whatever reason, five and six-year-old John was like, those were his shows. And that is not well, something to be, like, left for the kid that young, so, yeah. Rocco's Modern Life was awesome. Oh, Rock, Rocco's Modern Life empirically slaps. So does Ren and Stimpy, though. Ren and Stimpy's a great show, just not yeah. for kids. It's not a kid's God, show. I never, I never got into it. It's, like, gross-out humor, I guess. And, like... That's probably why. Like, shock humor. Well, there's just certain things that I watched growing up that like I distinctly remember like making me feel like I had a fever dream right which was weird to me like it was just so outlandish and so like what the fuck am I watching that uh that's just like how my brain justified it and uh ugh, just I don't know I think like the reason kids are better adjusted now or like people like the generation after us are like better adjusted is because like their fever dream shows have positive messages. <laughs> yeah, and, yep. And like our fever dream shows are terrifying. Like there's no positivity at the end of those like those shows. Like nothing gets like resolved. And like this like episode has like a nice positive. It's very much an episode for an adult, but it has a very much a positive resolution that like you yeah. know like a kid can maybe like glean a little bit from like oh like growing up is like you can you're allowed to feel scared about growing up or whatever. Yeah, um, and it all works out, and like we all grow in our own ways and our own times, and like you have the tools to succeed or whatever. But like, fucking <laughs> like a Ren and Stimpy or Rocco's Modern Life episode just ends with everyone being like, and everything still sucks, and these characters aren't happy. <laughs> Do you remember the episode of Hey Arnold where they went to try to find to help find that one guy's Vietnamese daughter? No, no, but that's oh, yeah, that was something that went way over my head growing up was to you know like obviously i got the idea of like oh it's touching that a man is going to find his daughter and uh they're being reunited but there was a whole aspect there that i did not get and it was very odd to me 
and we'll get into that next season. I just think Adventure Time's a nice positive show that is It a, sure is. And I used to watch a lot of it when I was obsessed with killing my brain cells and my phone went off, but whatever. That bit <laughs> still is fine. Yeah, I think as you were saying, I mean, it's it's a show for kids and it's a show for adults. I mean, it's it's very layered. It's you have Bima, which is the most childlike character on the show. You know, he has this childlike wonder he talks very simplistically uh but also in very abstract ways that only a child can really talk um but then it's just layered with all these different as we as i said at the beginning just very heavy moral uh conundrums and themes about growing up and how people fit into the world that a kid might not necessarily see all the way down to, but can see it on the surface. An adult can look at it and be like, holy shit, why is my kid watching this? <laughs> <laughs> no more. Nah, man. Like I said, the show's like nice. I don't think like an adult would be, would be watch this and be scared. Maybe the word murder. No, hold on. Stop. A sensible adult. Yes, John, I agree would see this and be like, oh, you know what? This is something I should watch with my kid. So, like, you know, maybe we could process some things if they have questions. Whereas there are certain people out there that would see one second of this show and shut it the fuck down. Fuck, man. Watching TV with kids is hard. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just fucking let them go at it. They'll ask you questions if they want to. Brian, what, what part of the show would you have uh, shut this off if you had seen your kid watching it? Uh, if I'm if I was in the headspace of one of the parents that I'm thinking about, you know, those overly controlling helicopter parents, then it would probably be the part where they start talking about Burgess Meredith. Who is Fergus Meredith? Burgess. Burgess Meredith. I looked this up. A very uh, prolific career in Hollywood, uh, but an actor perhaps best known for playing Mickey in the Rocky films. Oh, huh. I was surprised to learn. That's a lovely. That's lovely. That's a good Easter egg. He was he was also the penguin in the sixties Batman's. What? Oh, I did not know I did not notice that in my Wikipedia research. Yeah, and he's the grumpy old man. Oh. What a what a career. Truly a great career. See, I learned something from this show. And his legacy lives on, as we see. Yeah. This show is, you know, it's taught everyone something. You know? Whether it's about like what's inside of you and you know, whether you're good or bad, or uh, about Burgess Meredith and his <laughs> rad career. I was trying to extrapolate in this episode because, as we mentioned, it's it's not really the most Christmassy and and is really stretching the limits of the parameters we laid out for what we were going to cover on this podcast. But there are a couple things in here that I think we can kind of maybe relate back to. One of which is that, you know, when... Mo or Amo as Mo is hanging out with the boys. Um, he's really struggling to adapt to what he thought the life was going to be like and what he wants that life to be like. And so at one point, you know, they're they're playing outside in the snow and the boys accidentally bonk him on the head and he goes, he gets upset and he goes, no, I, we, we need to do what I want to do. And I thought, you know, there's something about that in terms of when you talk about Christmas and especially when you're experiencing Christmas with maybe a different set of people than you're used to experiencing it with, that 
you want it to go a way that you're used to or a way that you expect. And it's, I think, especially for kids, that's like a good lesson to look at where like, okay, it's not always going to go your way and you need to like find a better way to adapt to a situation you find yourself in than what you might have expected. I agree with all that, but I also thought that he wanted to steer things and was just trying to, again, emotionally manipulate the boys. Thought he was doing a bit of gaslighting? Yeah. I mean, he clearly was. Um, There's actually an interesting thing I was was talking about when, you know, there have been a lot of uh, Hallmark movies going on, and I always like to, you know, there's some main tenets of what goes into a good Hallmark film, and one of them... Uh, is sometimes deception or a case of mistaken identity, which we have here as uh, Amo tries to pull one over on everyone, uh, saying that he's Mo. Of course, it doesn't end up in quite the uh, cutesy manner that we're used to in a Hallmark. This is a slightly more tragic, but I, I thought it was interesting that there is this big, uh, there's a case of mistaken identity that seems to run through Christmas in certain ways. What does that say about those people writing about Christmas. <laughs> hey man, everyone has to Christmas their own way. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna judge your judge your difficult Christmases. Do you do a lot of deceptiveness during Christmas, John? I deceive people that I want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, deception is like. I mean, I think we've talked about this in a very indirect way throughout the course of this podcast, though, too. That like, you know, whether it's talking to kids about Santa or hiding presents from people. You know, there's, there is like this idea that lying is a somewhat inherent part of Christmas. Yeah. I mean, but it's like lying for everyone's own good. I, you're right. Christmas is about lying, which is why it's a bad holiday. But all you fuckers keep insisting, Oh, it's the best holiday. It's the best holiday. <laughs> Shit's about lying. It's about lies. Not even like weird lies, just fucking the behavior of drunk weirdos it's fucking christmas like not even fun drunk weirdos where they're dressed up like rabbits just fucking why are they dressed up like rabbits at christmas no for i said not fun because like easter oh. easter's fun fuck you easter's a fun holiday what you get to go you get to go find some goddamn what's happening eggs. at your easter that you're so jazzed about easter it's fun to find eggs finding eggs is fun Somebody rises from the dead, Chris, okay? It's necromancy, and it's fucking metal. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. What the fuck? What's the goddamn miracle of Christmas? Like, fucking bitch had a baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, we might need to edit that one. <laughs> Leave it. <laughs> I'll take my lumps. <laughs> I don't think he's... All right. <laughs> The, hold on, hold I've, on. Already, I've already been removed from the catholic church they can't remove me twice that's actually a very solid point chris your rebuttal hey man doors are always open you're always welcome whether you think you are or not pretty good rebuttal john a retort that was a good rebuttal but also soft <laughs> <laughs> it's christmas man christmas is a soft time of year <laughs> softer than amo <laughs> oh that guy was Templi, though, wasn't he? Yeah, he was Templi, bud. I like his canon. I like the... Oh, I, yeah. I think just in general, I enjoy how um, Adventure Time animates. I think it's just a very pleasing show to watch, which is probably what makes it even a kid show to begin with, versus like something that would have to be on an adult swim at like 4 a.m. for someone who works second shift or third shift and just uh, 
just just maybe was enjoying some something out of a tobacco pipe. I had the exact same thought, John, only it was when BMO sat down on a rock with snow on it and the snow around the rock fell down. I was like, that was visually satisfying in ways I cannot yet exactly like figure out. But like, I just know that I liked what I saw. It, it's just so contrasty. It's nice. It's mm-hmm. pleasant. It makes it's me good. happy. Yeah, on, the, on that same note, the, the end sequence where BMO is having his reflective talk with himself and all oh, of a sudden yeah. you have him in the middle and then this Roy G. Biv projection filling out like hands going around a clock face uh, was just a really beautiful little sequence of him going through everything that had happened to him and how he's going to move on from it. It's a good ass show, man. It's just a good ass show. Yeah. Just just a well-crafted just piece of television. Just watch it. Just fucking... We're not even at Final Judgments, but it's good. Come on. I will say, I there's something that it's good about this, but I also... There's something to me that is somewhat forgettable about it, too. I don't know if you guys... It's because it's not Christmassy. Yeah, it's not a Christmas That's episode, it. which is fine. It's just not a Christmas episode. I mean, I think in general, Adventure Time is popcorn. Like, yeah. they're super short episodes. And, like, you don't, like, they have to be designed in such a way that continuity doesn't matter just by the way they get aired. So, mm-hmm. like, everything has to be to a degree self-contained, even if it does, like, build into a bigger story or whatever. So, like, yeah, it's like popcorn, man. It's forgettable because it doesn't matter. Fucking just look at the cute robot. Listen to his cute little voice. Feel happy. Yeah. That's that's a good point. I think, you know, even more so, it's almost like taking a shot of caffeine in some way that it's it's you know, it's it's vibrant. It's got a lot of life in it. The dialogue is very snappy. It, it captures your attention. You can walk away understanding like what they were trying to communicate in the episode. But to your point, it's short, it's condensed and it's we've talked about with all these episodes somewhat disposable in that it's ready for you to consume the next one. Well, didn't they break the episodes in half? Like episodes are typically like 11 minutes long. Yes, this is longer than this is technically a two parter. It it airs in one chunk. Yeah. Uh, on Hulu, but uh, it's technically a two parter amounting to a 22 minute episode. Was this like supposed to be a like adult swim show? Because that's like the adult swim structure. I just, I'm just. Yeah, I like. Well, no, that's also like the SpongeBob structure, too. Like other cartoons have that like uh, 11 minute bit on it. This isn't the first one to have done that. Steven Universe does it, too. And I know that's a newer example. But like I said, SpongeBob, I want to say Danny Phantom got into that. Uh, Cat Dog. Recess. Recess. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think it's. It's also a show that evolved with its its audience to a certain degree, too. I mean, if you go back and watch those early episodes of Adventure Time, they're very different than... This is season seven. This is really late in the show's run. It's it's a very different show tonally, I think. Like, the things that make it great are still there from the very beginning, I think. But Finn is a very different character, I think. There have been, you know, some some TV critics have written about the evolution of Finn and how he becomes a much more thoughtful character uh, towards the end of the show's run, where he's very much action oriented in the beginning. So 
I think those the the adult themes we've been talking about probably come into play a little bit more at this part of the run than they were at the beginning. Why are you so good at why are you, good, why are you so good at these show breakdowns, Chris? Uh, why about yeah. that life? Uh, oh man, bitch. I just read so much shit about shit. So <laughs> <laughs> he is our pop culture god. We just I can, we occasionally get dunked on so goddamn hard here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, God, fucking right. Um, good point. Yeah, the only thing it. we can say is like, yep, yep. Fucking good point. Nailed it. Good point. Nailed it, brother. You, get, you guys, you guys want to hear my theories about how Bemo is Jesus? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. Tis I'm into it. Let's the go. Season. So the other way that I think we can connect this episode to Christmas is that Bemo goes on a somewhat uh, a, a a journey that reflects the Christmas story. He's sent out to return to his home, and while he's there, uh, discovers something that changes him greatly. Uh, we also learn uh, towards the end of the episode that uh, part of what makes Bimo special is that he can think beyond his programming. He has this very vivid imagination that the other Mo's uh, that have been made don't have. So in some way, he has that piece of his creator, but he's also the robot. Oh, what's that? God and man coming together? And then he saves people at the end from the bad version of himself. Boom. Bimo is Jesus. Yeah. You remember when Jesus pulled all those people from that fire? Saved a lot of lives. Can we cut that bit? That didn't feel like a good bit. I'm not. I just. I was. I'm not sure where you were going. I'm not sure where you were going with that bit. That it was a half baked bit. Okay. I, I, was it a reference or was no, it? no, no, no. Oh. It's just me oh, trying. That's to... that's a Brian. That's a Brian yeah, original that's a, that's right a, there. That's an OG. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just he <laughs> oh. said Jesus saved. So I thought, oh, it would be like a funny thing that Jesus did that didn't happen. Oh, he saved a lot of people from a fire. I thought you were gonna like do do something with like footsteps on the beach and like. Oh, Jesus carried him out of the no. fire in some way, but yeah. Yeah, you just never. <laughs> no, I would have just no. went with straight. Do you remember when Jesus fought the devil on a on a cliff face and threw him off? That's pretty, <laughs> pretty metal. <laughs> that did kind of happen in the Bible too. <laughs> now that I mean, we mention it, <laughs> not like yeah. I mean yeah, that sort of, kind of, sort of, yeah. Kind of. There's even a desert he has to journey across, you know? Yeah. I mean, Antarctica's a desert. Desert doesn't have to be hot, man. Hold on. BMO goes across a literal desert to the factory. Yeah, but I think even that's covered in snow at the time he goes across it. I think normally it's regular deserty, but I think Princess Bubblegum's... That was foresty. It's definitely not foresty. Never mind. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna start judging people by if they listen to music. I think I like Jake's measure of if someone's good or bad. <laughs> I think that's a great measure. Thinking about this episode, say hey, you listen to music. Oh, good, good, good. That is a easy place to make fun of people where they're like, "I like music," but imagine if they didn't. Like, that's a pretty big red flag there that that would Chris, stick that's why you make you. fun of them for it because if someone says like hey you want to like do you like music or like someone's like internet shit's like love music it's like yeah you're 
You're a human. Everybody loves <laughs> Now, if they say, love Huey Lewis in the news, you get the fuck out. Uh, what do you got against the power of love, Brian? Uh, I don't, but it clearly attracts sociopaths and psychopaths. So, uh, <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Brian's right, American Psycho. He's, he knows. I'm there. <laughs> I, I'm with it. He knows. Shall we give our final judgments on this episode? Yeah. Yeah, let's give some final judgments. Well, as we have said for 18 episodes prior, and we'll continue to say till the very end, there are three ways we're going to rate this episode, and we're going to call it either a Christmas classic, a pair of socks, or a lump of coal. Who's going to start us off? As a Christmas Gnostic, fucking just watch it, man. You can have some fun on Christmas. You don't You don't need to, like, watch like hardline christmas it has some snows it has some sweaters i don't know just like just just enjoy a thing for a little bit you weirdo are are you saying that this is a classic it wouldn't be me if i said it first it's a classic okay goddamn classic goddamn classic all right because i think it's a pair of socks i think that's fair and i fully expect it from you too but it's It's just not christmassy yeah like don't get me wrong great episode rainy snowy day episode 100 percent. christmas classic episode no no not gonna certainly better than er but (laughs) so is catching a round kick right to the head (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i think pair of socks is probably the way to go on this i it's it's adventure time it's it's gonna be hard to give a bad rating to an adventure time episode i think but the the christmasness isn't quite there i think this could be as we as we said it's it's got some good stuff for kids it's got some stuff that adults could maybe uh pick out and be surprised by uh something like that being included in a in a children's tv show like this so in in that respect I think there could be some good family viewing opportunity there. I don't think it's going to be for everyone because Adventure Time has a very specific brand of humor that is to its own. And that's you're either going to be into that or you're not. And, you know, the kid oriented nature of it may turn some people off. But I I think there is an opportunity there for for some good family time viewing uh, if if you got the right kind of family to get into it. So a, a decent pair of socks, but probably not the best place to get your, your holiday feels from. Better feels than Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on, dude. It's more like... No, those are... So I, hadn't, I, I did two middle fingers. Um, oh. And then those okay. are freedom rockets. So. <laughs> two, two different things going on there. Yeah, I wasn't gunning. I was finger. I thought you were gunning. I was. I thought I was you were gunning. Double, yeah. double freedom rockets on their way to the goddamn moon. Uh-huh. Um, okay, good. Fucking good on you. stop taking yourself fucking super serious. Watching your edge lord ass arrow. Watch a kid show. Smile. It's the end <laughs> of a year. You made it through. Come on. Come on. Come on! Oh man, I can't wait for John to get drunk and yell that. <laughs> Do the extended version. It's the end of the year. Watch a kids show. Feel good. Yeah, we're gonna not drink that much. Oh, okay. <laughs> there was a time yeah. though. There, there was a time, but we're gonna. We've backed it off a little. 
<laughs> we've we've grown as an adult. That was my Ooh. emo growth. <laughs> Ooh. Well, I think we've all grown a lot over the course of this episode of Adventure Time, but it is now time for us to tell everyone what we're going to be covering for our final episode of Yuletide TV this year. Let's fucking do it. I am very excited. All right. Well, if you think your life is unfair, join us in watching Christmas Trees from Malcolm in the Middle, which is available on Hulu. Yes. This, I expect this to be good. Uh, don't look at Frankie Munez's Twitter. <laughs> oh, John, you're not going to do another celebrity takedown, are you? He's done it himself. Oh, boy. If anything, I am helping him. We <laughs> hope that if there's one thing we leave you with out of this podcast, it's that all celebrities are bad, probably. <laughs> nah, man, I said like nice things about way more celebrities than not. Name just, three off the top of your head right now. I said Stephen, Stephen Amell is a very giving performer. Oh, right. Okay, two more. I said like the mom from Gilmore Girls was super hot. Okay, hold on. That's not a whole lot on her character, though. We'll count that as nice. I'm, I'm gonna count it. I'm gonna allow uh, it. Fuck. Yeah. All right. I have to like, think pretty hard. I have to think pretty hard about what else I've said good things about. Just give me the <coughs> episode girl. listing. <coughs> new girl. Oh yeah, new girl. Yeah, I really like <laughs> like all of New Girl. <laughs> Every one of them is good. Fine. I just feel, I feel bad that people turned on fucking America's Sweetheart. I said so many fucking nice things about everyone in Parks and Rec. That's like 900. That cast is massive. But then I also had to take down like four of them. But that's fair. <laughs> the internet did that before me, Brian. Oh. I just fucking echoed their statements. Uh-huh. Uh, Tim Allen deserves it. Fuck all y'all. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't think anybody's <laughs> disputing that one. Frankie Munoz doesn't super deserve it. If, that's why I want to, I'm protecting him from himself because, hey, man, drink some water. I what? don't know. What's yes, up with we don't want to unleash account? our dozens of followers on him. <laughs> our thousands and thousands of followers. Uh, he just tweets like alt-right shit and thirst traps at or thirst at celebrities. It's weird, um, but you know, drink some water. It'll be fine. Okay. Wait cool. for the wait for the movie about fucking middle-aged ass Malcolm in the Middle. That'd be a pretty sick movie. That would be a pretty sick movie. Get the get the Cranston back in it. Fuck it. <laughs> get the lady from Wisconsin that we were all really proud of. Yeah, yeah where yeah. Jane Jane something or another. Yeah, we were something all like really into so that. So proud. Yeah. We we're all really into that she was from like Green Bay or something for so long in this state. We don't get a lot of people that make it out. Okay. She was she was nominated for Emmys. Yeah. Well, that's not to be proud of. Oh yeah. That's that, she she doesn't have any of the accent we have, which is good. Not a good accent. <laughs> <laughs> Want to be successful from Wisconsin? Test. Step one: get rid of your accent. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> no one wants to. The second you have to, I I can only imagine every like line reading she ever went to. Like she just got to a word with like an O and an A next to each other and just sweated bullets. <laughs> or like a sentence ended with the word no, and she had to like figure out how to negotiate that shit. <laughs> no. Uh, can we get a read on that? No. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not cast. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited about this one, too. I'm excited to be spending Christmas Day with you guys, with our listeners. 
and uh, watching what I, I'm going to just fingers crossed, hopefully it turns out to be a pretty good one to end this 20 episode journey on. What a great journey it's been. Figure out how it all ends in two days. <laughs> the end is coming. Get ready for the plot twist you've never seen. You would never see coming. That's right. We were all in the same state the whole time. <laughs> instead of instead of Chris firing us, we fire Chris. <laughs> we get Tim Allen on the phone to roast John for a change. <laughs> Tim Allen goes through my tweets from when I was 19. <laughs> John's mom barges in to tell us that the reviews weren't good enough. <laughs> this is the last half hour of the podcast. is just my mic being empty. You can just... <laughs> just takes over the TV, listens to Hallmark Channel. Like, I actually want that more than anything. <laughs> I mean... We'll see. Okay, <laughs> I, got, right. I, got, I got a feeling that they've listened to a couple of my efforts, and they're like, mm, mm. everyone but John on this episode. Not, not for me. <laughs> yeah. Help save John from this terrible fate by rating, reviewing, and subscribing to the podcast. I know it's almost done, but if you haven't done it yet, it could still help out. And think of it like a Jason Todd situation, where your votes could uh, save John from his ultimate fate. <laughs> oh no. That was fucking dark. <laughs> who's, who's the Joker in this scenario? Uh Chris. Chris is the no, Joker. No, John's oh. mom. <laughs> oh no, dude. It's I think it's you. Yeah, Chris is the Joker. My mom, if anything, is my mom is just the crowbar. Now here's the thing. John <laughs> <laughs> Chris oh, has just Jesus been like I had, to, I had to edit out so much of this podcast. <laughs> Brutal. Uh, please put that as a poll on the Twitter. It took 19 episodes, boys. We got a good bit finally. <laughs> <laughs> we found our rhythm. Scrap everything. We're starting over. Uh <laughs> No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> but uh, you can not also like email this. us uh, if you think John did a good job in this podcast at TV at gmail.com or reach out on Instagram, Twitter, at TV, And, uh, you know, come back in two days while you're sitting around with your family and uh, let them know if we're going to beat John with a crowbar. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Introduce them to this podcast with no warning. It's all right, man. I'll come back as the Red Hood, and I'll just fucking be a real edgy character in the podcast still. Everyone's <laughs> everyone's favorite Christmas character, the Red Hood. So holly and jolly. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's doing something about the naughty list, all right? Not like Santa's passive ass. we're gonna save that for another time and we're gonna sign off for now so we hope you have a wonderful christmas eve and we'll see on christmas day we hope everything gets finished up well and uh hey we're we're glad you're not dead brian's brian was a little darker but yeah that's sorry it ended weird but we're glad you're still alive yeah yeah goodbye goodbye Sleigh Bell Sounds provided by Michael Koenig from soundbible.com 
and joy to the world provided by freexmasmp3.com.